Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of What's Stopping You. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and you guys, my voice is back. You can probably hear. I'm so, so glad that I'm able to speak, and it doesn't hurt, and I don't sound awful. It's really unfortunate that it keeps happening to me considering I'm a podcaster and my whole brand involves being able to speak, and people apparently like my voice, so I... I don't really like not having a voice. I don't really know why I keep losing it. So if I ever figure it out, I'll let y'all know. Y'all definitely will have to follow along for that journey. But it's kind of making me live life on the edge these days, honestly, because sometimes I'm just like, will I be able to record a podcast tomorrow or will I not? Like, I don't know. So I'm currently taking advantage of the fact that my voice is okay to record today's episode. But yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And some other life updates, I recently just got my first dose of the COVID vaccine, so that is super exciting. I got the Pfizer vaccine, and let me tell you guys, my arm hurts so badly. Like, I can't lift it above my head. Like, it just hurts so bad. I feel like, I don't know what it feels like to get shot, but like, I feel like my arm feels like I got shot. Like, I've never felt this much pain in one area of my body, like ever. Like, I've torn my ACL twice. And I'm pretty sure this hurts worse. Like, I'm not even joking. So I don't want that to deter you from getting the vaccine. Like, please get the vaccine, people. But like, it just hurts so bad. And it's been about 24 hours or so. So I'm hoping within the next day or two, it'll go away. But yeah, I was trying to get groceries from Trader Joe's today. And I was like struggling to carry my groceries because I was in so much pain. So that is a life update. But at least my voice is back. You know, I'll trade one thing for the other. I'll feel like my arm got shot any day if I can record a podcast and don't sound absolutely awful. Um, Other life updates is school is wrapping up. I literally graduate college in I think like 23 days. Like, is that not insane? It's like kind of not even registered in my mind, honestly, because I feel like it's something I've looked forward to my entire life. And yet it feels like life is still so normal Like, I feel like it's going to sneak up on me and then I'm going to be like, holy shit, like I graduated and it's just going to be like a very surreal moment. But as of now, everything feels normal, but I'm literally about to graduate college and potentially never do school again. Like, who knows? Um, So that's a little exciting, but also like really weird thing going on in my life. And I also wanted to kind of give you all this side note um I know that this year like since the beginning of 2020 the podcast has been a little bit off and on I've been sick I've been busy it's been a crazy semester I've lost my voice many times so you guys honestly probably never know when to expect an episode I've missed a lot more episodes than I ever expected to but I remember in the first episode of 2021 I told myself one of my new year's resolutions was to give myself grace with the podcast and just know that I'm doing this for myself and for you guys and there's nobody over here holding a gun to my head saying that I have to record this podcast. So if I can't make an episode, I can't make an episode and I'm not going to stress about it. But I, that being said, 
I do really want to put more effort and energy into this podcast. I just unfortunately have not had the time with school and with work and the job search now, looking for a new job and trying to move to New York City. There is just so much going on that, like I said a few weeks ago, the podcast always takes a back seat and I really, really hate that but that's just kind of how it is. I do this podcast for fun. I do this podcast as a side hustle and it cannot unfortunately be as top priority as, you know, finishing my degree or making money to live. So that's really unfortunate, but I do want to say like once I get a new job, once I graduate, once I move to New York City, I am hoping, hoping, hoping that I can put a lot more focus and energy into this podcast because my only priorities at that point will just be the podcast and whatever job that I have instead of literally I was listing things out the other day of like what am I focused on right now and it was like it was just a list of like 10 different things like school and my job and networking and looking for a new job and graduating and all of these other things that have just like been at the forefront of my mind so I just wanted to say all of this to let you guys know that I am trying to block out time to work on the podcast and grow the podcast and provide more valuable content for you guys but again I feel like I am generally drained by the end of the night and I don't have a lot of time to record and give y'all the quality content that you want and need so sometimes the podcast just falls by the wayside and I definitely know it has on the Instagram so I'm sorry for that but I just want you to know that that is on my radar I acknowledge that that is the case and I don't want it to be the case I just need life to calm down for a little bit so hopefully I can keep getting episodes out every week but hopefully some exciting developments will happen in the second half of the year so just stay tuned for that and I am so beyond grateful for you guys for tuning in every week and listening to me talk about whatever I feel like I want to talk about. So today I really just want to talk about what it means to be proactive versus reactive and how I'm working to change my life to be more proactive instead of reactive. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute, but I want to start obviously today with the midweek motivation. And this is kind of one of my mantras that I've said many, many times. You've probably heard it on the podcast, but I feel like it goes nicely with today's episode and that is to not stress about things that you can't control and realizing that you are in control of how you react to everything. And so the key word in there which we're going to talk about in today's episode is control and just understanding that you are in a lot more control than you might think you are and you might realize that you are and taking back that power and realizing that in every single situation you can decide how you want to act and how you want to move will give you a lot of power and freedom in your life. And so I'm super excited to talk about today's episode and just share with you guys how I'm working to feel more powerful in my own life and how I'm taking control of whatever I want in my life and making it happen without, you know, having to be reactive to all the situations that the world might throw at me. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. 
All right, so the first thing I want to do just to start off this episode and explain stuff is just give y'all the definitions of what it means to be proactive versus reactive. And I usually like to search up definitions, not only to clarify like what I'm talking about for you guys, but also to see what language the dictionary actually uses. And I think when I was looking up these two terms, it was actually really interesting to see how the definitions coincide with each other. So I'll go ahead and just read the definition of proactive per, I believe, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. I don't know, the dictionary on the internet that pops up when you search proactive definition in Google. (laughs) So the definition of proactive is creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it has happened. And that was the entire definition, which I thought it was really interesting how they include the definition of reactive within the definition of proactive. So the definition of reactive is acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it. So they are polar opposites and Reacting to a situation or being reactive is a response to something after it has happened versus being proactive is the creation or the controlling of a situation by causing it. So it's kind of this cause and effect relationship. So you can either choose in any situation to be proactive by causing something to happen or being reactive by taking on the effects of that situation. And so... To kind of sum it up a little bit better, I found this article online that I thought really encompassed everything I wanted to talk about in terms of why it's so important in our day-to-day lives to be proactive. So this article, which I will definitely link in the show notes, says... Being proactive is about owning your own decisions, actions, and life despite what other people do. This means that you're committed to moving forward in a direction you determine rather than just responding to the ideas and actions of someone else. When you're reactive, someone else is calling the shots. When you're proactive, you feel in control of your own life despite the fact that, of course, not everything is up to you. And I think that's an important distinction to make when we're talking about being proactive versus reactive is knowing that, of course, inevitably, you are not in control of every single thing that happens to you, but you can regain part of your control of your life by understanding that you are in control of your response to it. So that goes back to this week's midweek motivation. It's a very full circle kind of day. So if you guys were ready to learn, this is your episode for you. In essence, we're wondering why is it important to be proactive? Well, as that article said, it's all about having power or control. And I think it's really important to understand that being proactive is about doing what you want to do and owning your own decisions despite what other people do. So even though you are acknowledging that you can't control everybody else, you're deciding that you are not going to let that affect how you make your own personal decisions and I think that it's a really freeing way and a freeing philosophy I guess to lead your life by because being proactive allows you to be a better leader it allows you to be a better friend it allows you to be a better worker it allows you to be better in basically every area of your life because when you're being proactive you are being your most authentic self and of course in this podcast we talk about being the best version of yourself all the time and so I think when you are being your best version of yourself you are being that proactive version of yourself that's going after what you want and doing the things that make you happy 
And so one thing that I want to mention is that leaders are often great examples of people who are proactive. And there's this book that I want to read, but I have not read, called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, I believe. Um, And that's on my reading list for 2021. If y'all know that I'm trying to read a book every single month, it's on my reading list. So hopefully this summer it will be checked off the list and I can definitely do a whole podcast about it, but his number one rule of highly effective people or habits of highly effective people is number one to be proactive. And I think it's really important to kind of let that sink in and realize that how most effective people operate is through proactivity instead of responding to other people and their requests, what they need from you. Instead, you go out there and figure out what you need from other people. And so there's this kind of term that he uses in his book that I've heard many, many times called responsibility, but not the word like responsibility, like the one word. It's like response-ability. So it's recognizing that you have the ability to control your reactions, which again goes back to this week's midweek motivation. So understanding that in each and every situation, you may not have control over what is happening to you, but you are fully in control of how you take charge of a situation once something happens to you. So again, if you know you get hit by a car, you know you get into a car accident, that might not be your fault. It might not be something you could have prevented. It might not be something that you were at all in control of. But instead of you know getting really mad and screaming at the person who hit you, you have the ability to respond with kindness and compassion, and you know figure things out and move along your day and not let it completely ruin your day. Instead of you know being really angry and letting it completely derail whatever you had planned for the day. You know, seeing bad things that happen in your life as mere inconveniences instead of, you know, derailing your entire life or day or whatever it is. So now that we've kind of established why it's important to be proactive in our day-to-day life, I kind of want to give you some tangible, like, real-life examples of how I'm shifting towards being proactive in my day-to-day life and how I'm moving away from being reactive. Now, I feel like there's going to be so many examples that you could possibly give, but I'm going to talk about just some practical things in my day-to-day life that allow me to be more in control of what I want and get me closer to the things that I want to do with my life instead of wasting my time dealing with whatever other people want from me. I feel like at the end of the day, being proactive is about being super clear on your vision. So one, if you don't know what the best version of yourself looks like, what your vision for your life is it doesn't have to be all mapped out if you haven't listened to my episode I don't know what it's called I feel like it's like what does it mean to be the best version of yourself or something like that um if you haven't listened to that episode you definitely should because I feel like it's the preface for my entire podcast even though I only did it a couple months ago um it's really the foundation of what this podcast is about so go listen to that but I think it's really important to understand that being proactive allows you to be this best version of yourself because whenever you have the vision for what you want and what the best version of yourself looks like, you can be proactive by causing things to happen in order to get yourself closer to that quote-unquote best version of yourself. So I think 
you can't be reactive while being the best version of yourself. I think those things are mutually exclusive and not really possible. So I think working towards some level of being proactive in your day-to-day life is key in order to move forward into that best version of yourself. So that's a super important note. But again, practical ways that I'm working on being proactive is one, I've talked about this so many times, but I just keep saying it because I need to keep reminding myself because I fall victim to it all the time, but putting my phone away. And I think this is the most tangible example of being reactive versus being proactive. Like imagine, you know, I'm sitting here recording a podcast. If I had my phone next to me, which I don't, which is a big win for me, but if I had my phone next to me, my friend text, texted me and I automatically responded, that would be being reactive because I see her note pop up and I immediately, you know, go in and respond. Now, me being proactive right now is I'm thinking, okay, right now I need to be recording this podcast. I need to get this done so I can move through the rest of my day. And so I'm going to put my phone away to prioritize what is actually important to me, what is going to push me closer to the best version of myself, which the best version of myself podcasts and does it every week and has so much fun with this little side hustle that I have going on. And it doesn't involve being on my phone while I'm podcasting. So me being proactive involves putting my phone away and saying, you know what, these 20 minutes or 40 minutes or however long this podcast takes, I'm going to prioritize, you know, talking and podcasting and I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I need to react to somebody else's message. So I do have my Apple Watch on, but it is on, um, what is it, theater mode or do not disturb. It's probably on both, honestly. Um, And then my phone is plugged in away from me so that I can't reach it. And that has just been a huge, huge shift in my life that I most of the time try to not have my phone with me when I'm working. Like this morning, I was doing some business law homework. I actually just finished my business law class, which was crazy. So I only have one class left to finish before the semester and my college experience are over. But I did that for like three hours and I did not even pick up my phone once. I had my phone in my bedroom. I was working in my living room and I got so much done because I was being proactive instead of, you know, having my phone sitting next to me and every time someone texts me, it pop up on my screen. And so answering messages during your peak time of productivity is a super reactive thing that you don't want to do and maybe mornings aren't your peak time of productivity and that's totally fine but knowing just what time you know you can really get in the zone and get the most done you should probably aim to put your phone away and let yourself be super proactive on working on whatever you need to get done so you can get it done faster so you can move throughout your day even quicker and more seamlessly And so, yeah, especially during the morning, I try to not be on my phone. I try to not answer text messages or pick up phone calls. Um, Occasionally, I will, you know, check and make sure nothing is super urgent. Um, But, I mean, I've rarely ever had anything urgent happen to me. So um, I try to just 
acknowledge the text messages every couple hours and then respond when I feel like it's appropriate. And I think that's another thing. If, if you need to take baby steps of detaching from your phone, maybe turn your phone first on do not disturb. I leave my phone on do not disturb almost all the time, but I let calls come through from certain people just because I only want to get calls from certain people during certain times. So you can manipulate your settings in your iPhone at least to only let calls come through or just don't let anything come through unless you know you pick it up and check your notifications so turning your phone on do not disturb helps putting your phone physically away from you in another room across the room plugged in across the room that's always good one habit that i feel like somebody has told me recently was that they actually let their phone die at night which i don't know how um helpful this is but they let their phone die at night so that when they wake up in the morning it's dead and they can't use it and they have to physically plug it in away from them so that they can be productive in the morning without getting on their phone and by the time they get all their stuff done their phone is charged and they can use it so that that's potentially an idea I don't know that I necessarily want my phone to die just in case of emergencies but again I think one big win for me has been not responding to messages immediately that's been something that's been hard for me is just like seeing you know that little I don't know, is it is it called like a badge whenever there's like, you know, you can see the one, the two, the three, however many messages that you have on your messages app. Um, I'll see like a three and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so many messages. Let me respond right now because I don't want to see that little icon. But now I've decided, you know what, it's okay that people have messaged me because it shows that I am allowing myself to focus on what's important to me and I will get back to them in a timely manner that is reflective of the best version of myself. So maybe on my lunch break or maybe after work or maybe in a 15 minute break between meetings when I'm, you know, getting a snack, getting some coffee, I'll respond to some texts, just have a little brain break, but not when I'm doing important things like podcasting or being in a meeting at work or working on a project, etc., etc. So that was a big one that I'm really, really working on. And I think I also said recently that I wanted to get my screen time under four hours. And let me tell you, that has honestly changed my life. I would love to get it down under three, but I don't know how realistic that is just with all the Instagram stuff that I do for the podcast and my own personal Instagram. I really enjoy that. But during the day, I try to keep my phone use to a minimum and I allow myself to use my phone as much as I want really at night. And as long as it's under four hours, I'm not tripping. But again, if I could get it under three hours, that would be amazing. The next thing, sorry, that was a big long rant about turn your phone off, put it away, don't use it. But The next thing that I want to share as a way to be proactive is to prep for your day the night before. So whatever that means for you, whatever works for you, great. For some people that means, you know, getting their clothes ready, having their lunch ready if you go into work. For some of you that might just mean, you know, having your schedule laid out. That's what it looks like for me is just knowing hour by hour. I do time batching. If you all don't know what time batching is, I've talked about that in another episode. So just search my time batching episode. Yeah, I I I mark out hour by hour the night before what I'm doing for the next day so I can wake up refreshed and not worrying about 
what I have to get done or, you know, letting other people dictate my calendar. I think that's another big thing is like if you don't have a set plan for the next day, you'll wake up and be reactive to other people because you don't have your own autonomy over the day already set out. So for example, if I, you know, set out my entire day in advance and I know what I need to get done and I know where maybe I have some some gaps of like some extra time if I need to grab a meeting with somebody or if I need to do somebody a favor, then I know, okay, instead of responding to somebody's email saying, hey, can you do this, this, and this, you can say yes or no if you don't have time. Saying no is perfectly acceptable and I think it is proactive as well. I have a whole episode about saying no. I feel like this is just a plug for all of my episodes. But um, you can say no if you don't have time. But if you do have time, you can say, yeah, I have time at 1130 today so I can get it to you then. So you're being proactive by saying, well, my calendar is already filled up because I have planned my day in advance and I can get it to you by this time because that is when I allotted extra time for a meeting or for projects or favors or whatever. So prepping your day the night in advance is super, super helpful. And for me, I just do my schedule. I don't do anything super extensive like you know planning my outfit because inevitably I I will wake up in the morning and not want to wear that so um, that's just what works for me but you could figure out what can you do the night in advance to set your next day up for success and make sure you're being proactive. The next thing is scheduling things into your calendar in advance and I know this kind of takes some of the fun out of life but honestly I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm so busy that I don't have a ton of time to be spontaneous but I think it's important to maintain friendships and maintain your own personal time and just like we schedule calendar invites into our calendar uh, meetings work things, school things, etc. We should be scheduling our own personal time as well and it doesn't have to be as super strict and well thought out as maybe, you know, a work meeting would be, but I think it's important to say, okay, I care about these friends. I want to make sure that I make time for them, so let me schedule them into my calendar. I think that's being proactive. I know some people don't operate this way, so maybe if you don't, maybe just schedule blocks of time in your calendar just to have spontaneous time. I've even done that as well where I'm like, okay, Friday night I have absolutely nothing to do, but let me just block out this time so when Friday night rolls around I'm just going to do whatever I want to do then and I think that's a great way to find a happy medium if you're more of a spontaneous person but for me I'm a very planned and organized person so I'm all cool with planning brunch with my friends a week in advance because I care about them and I want to fit them into my calendar so stuff like that is super important to being proactive. The next thing is pretty obvious, but seeking out opportunities and not just waiting for things to happen. So whether that be with your job search, not just, you know, waiting for somebody to roll around with a cool opportunity or networking. For example, right now I'm taking my time to actually reach out to people and talk to people and get to know people in order to eventually find an opportunity that aligns with what I'm looking for instead of just mass applying to random jobs and internships and whatever. So that is me seeking out opportunities as well as example, an example is like for the business that I want to start one day. I know that I want to start my own tech company one day. 
not anytime soon because there is a lot that I want to learn hands-on from job experience first, but that doesn't mean that I can't start getting to know people who may one day be my co-founder or having, you know, business brainstorming sessions. I don't even know what this business is going to be about, so I just know that I want to start a business, so I am working on seeking out opportunities, not just waiting for things to happen. And the same thing with New York City. I'm not just going to wait for some magical apartment to roll around or somebody to tell me, oh, this is this networking event is happening in New York City. Like whenever those kind of things pop up, it's awesome. But not just waiting around for those kind of things to happen, but instead asking people, hey, do you know of any networking events? Do you know of other people moving to New York City? Do you know of any other designers that I can network with, et cetera, et cetera. And lastly, the other way to be proactive is just to stick to your routines. And I suck at this so bad. I have fully written out night and morning routines and they're not even super like extensive, but sometimes I just really suck at following them all the way through. But I think it's important to note that when you physically write down a routine and tell yourself you want to stick to it, that's being proactive because you're trying to move towards some better version of yourself by doing this routine. And by sticking to the routine, you're maintaining that proactivity. I don't even know if proactivity is a word, but I'm going to use it. But not allowing yourself to deviate from your set out routines because those were intentions that you set out for your future self, for the best version of yourself in order to be more aligned with whatever you want in your life. So being able to stick to those routines is super, super key to moving forward, making progress and not being reactive. So if, you know, you have a night routine that you do on Sunday, say you do like a full Sunday night routine and it's really key for you to move into your week being the best version of yourself. If someone asks you out to dinner on Sunday night, you need to be able to be like, no, I have a date with myself or I have this routine that I need to get done. Obviously, if you can get both done, that's great. But if you really need that time to decompress or prepare for your next week or whatever it is, prioritizing yourself is super proactive because I am such a huge proponent of showing up for yourself is vital to showing up for others and showing up for your work. So sticking to the routines that you've made because you know you had good intentions when you made it is the most important thing, honestly, to being proactive in your day-to-day life. All right, you guys, so that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. And I just want to challenge you guys to think of some area in your life where you feel like you're being reactive, whether you resonate with the phone example or not prepping for your day the night in advance or just feeling like you have all these routines that you've written out but you're not following them just because you've been lazy and you don't want to do them. Find some way to examine you know your life your day-to-day life and figure out where you are being reactive and how you can switch that into being proactive and I feel like all of this again comes down to habits so fixing like 10 habits at one time is very difficult but finding one habit where you can switch over and find a way to make it proactive instead of reactive is a great way to get started and hopefully will help you on your journey towards becoming the best version of yourself 
wow, that came super full circle, honestly. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm glad my voice is back. Let's pray for next week. And if you guys ever have any kind of topics you want me to talk about or address, feel free to DM me. I respond to all my DMs and would love to chat with any of you guys. And be sure to share this episode on your Instagram story or wherever um, social media because I love it when you guys share my episodes and I will happily repost and reach out to you because again I'm so so grateful for each and every one of you and the support that you guys give so I love you guys and I will see y'all next Wednesday bye y'all